What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Unpopular opinion. I really don't like garbage plates at all. I feel like they're kind of kind of greasy. Without the meat sauce, maybe. That's just what gets me. It's like the meat sauce. John. Yeah. yeah. Like when you get to a certain age in your mid-20s, I feel like certain things that are so, so greasy and so, so deep fried stop being as appealing. So, Pat, maybe you're more mature than all of us at this point. <laughs> and Rando. Pat, what'd you get instead of the garbage plate, though? Yeah, no, I got chicken tenders. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hundredth episode of the stupidest podcast you've ever listened to and stuck with. Uh, not another Buffalo podcast. I don't know how we made it to 100, but we're here. Don't get your hopes up. It's going to be a pretty regular episode, but I am here with Brando and Pat. We are part of Buffalo Rumblings. One day late because nothing could ever go smooth for me when it's my fault here that uh, we're on a Tuesday instead of a Monday, but uh, we made it 100. We dropped something, <laughs> but it's 100. Right. Yeah. Hey, worst case scenario, like the editing's a little rough because I'm, you know, I'm doing it before I go to bed tonight, but uh, happy to be here. Pat, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, lost my car keys earlier, but I, I got them and made it home. So happy to be here with you boys for number 100. Nice. Nice. That, that's been the theme of stuff lately is uh, just, just trying to find stuff. So essential things that make things work, like run, make your car run and make your mic hook up to your laptop and things yeah. that you can't do. It's, it's funny because sure, like your keys and this little piece here, they're, they're like four inches long, right? They're like three inches total. They're not a lot of size here and we just lose them and they're so critical uh we're gonna just blow right past are, are you going somewhere with no, this it sounded like you were really going no somewhere no with that. no just how important <laughs> little things can be in the success of a production of something which we could somehow transition into the buffalo bills right the uh little things that the buffalo bills did in the preseason game against the colts this weekend <laughs> i don't know about you guys i didn't get to watch it live did you guys watch it live Oh yeah, every mm-hmm. single snap. Yeah. What about you, Pat? You're lucky. Due to NFL Plus being, uh, let's just say that it wasn't very easy to watch the game on the NFL Plus app, and um, now I got the antenna set up. So hopefully next game I can watch it live as well. Do you get CBS on your antenna once you've got it set up? Yeah, I get I get two CBSs, and I think I get ABC, but I gotta. I'm doing something. Figure it out. Then. I'm doing something wrong, but well, good. I, that's annoying, but at least you're, uh, you know, you can set up. That's what the preseason is for. It's preseason for tailgating, preseason for game watching, preseason for the players, and for me, I don't, I don't like watching. So I caught the condensed version of the game. I was fishing. Uh, this is the time of year, you know. You gotta. You we're building for something here. This is a Super Bowl or bust season, and the first preseason game to me, eh. And no Josh. Eh. But 
Yeah. It was still fun to watch. And, you know, of course they win in comeback fashion. Barkley looks like Bitcoin two years ago. Everybody looked good for the most part that we wanted to, except for maybe a couple people. Um, some rookies impressed. Who was kind of on your guys' uh, list for guys who who kind of flashed and, you know, they would make Sal Capaccio's arrow up column? Like, what do you think? That's funny because like that that Monday morning column has changed a couple times since he's been on the radio. It's it's funny, but all I really my takeaway is the uh, kickers and Tyler Bass. Boom, Matariza. Boom. How about Matariza's hold on Tyler Bass's game winning kick? So all in all, a plus effort. Booming punt. Good field goals. Uh, that's all I needed to see, and it made it interesting. So. I want to talk about Matt Ariza for a second. So I saw some interesting stuff uh, floating around Twitter today. So statistically, if a punter were to theoretically punt a touchback every single time, statistically, that punter would be the greatest punter in the history of the NFL based on starting average field position. I saw this. Yeah. And I mean, is that not your best defense? It's just to, you know, if you're on the negative side of the field, I mean, I get if you're like, on the 45 on your own 45 and that's that's in pin them deep territory at that point but if you're backed up to your own 25 like i think you take a touchback every single time because you're not allowing for a return and it's that extra x factor of you know yes you want to pin them deep but you also don't want them to be able to flip the field so touchback every time i take it um, i'm not expecting an 80 yard punt in the middle of december in uh at ralph but you know Maybe we should. Who knows? Maybe Matt Ariza, 30 years from now, one of the reasons why NFL fields are 120 yards long between the goal lines. Ouch. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think definitely watching the replays, it looked pretty cool. I mean, when Brandon and I saw him in training camp, he was physically, I mean, physically he was, he was pretty built and he could really sling a football. And like when you watch the replay, by the time they're like zooming in on him, you know what I mean? And they're whatever. The officials are marking it as a touchback. This man's already past the 50. He's on like the 30 yard <laughs> line headed towards the end zone. So it's like, you know, he was really getting down there at some speed, you know, which is crazy to think, um, you know, that you could have a guy that could kick it that far and then come down and cover or be eager to cover in a, in a preseason game. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Question yeah. for you guys. Do you think we see a fake punt this year with Matt Ariza's athleticism? Matt Ariza, I'm sorry. We won't punt the entire season. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with pat, pat partially i mean i mean you're not that far off pat when you know i know you're being sarcastic but like if you're at the 45 and it's fourth and five yes the element of surprise is there but your you know best hope for getting five yards is having josh allen on the field even if the defense yeah. knows it's coming so i mean I, I love the Brian Mormon fake punts, all the, that old stuff. But it's like, if you have a stinky QB, like you actually do have a better chance of getting a first down with your punter throwing a pass or something like that. But, you know, who knows? I mean, fake field goal could happen. You said that these guys had some pretty good arms, you know, minus Reed Ferguson, who yeah. throws like Pat, according to the quote. Yes. But, but yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. But yeah, I, I'm also of the the belief that, you know, having a guy who can't pin it deep. Jeremy on WGR talks about this all the time. Having a punter who can't pin it deep is a great thing to have because now you're more willing to go for it around the 50 yard line. You're less willing to punt on a fourth and two from your own 47 
or something like that, which statistically you should never do if you have that opportunity to go for a fourth and two with this offense and, and that kind of stuff. So anyway, moving on to some other people, did you guys see any of the highlights of the defensive backs like Kyer Elam and Christian Benford, who both had pretty nice games for the most part? I saw Elam break up a third down pass right up the middle. He uh, made a nice break on the ball, contacted the receiver and didn't get a flag because he had good timing. He did have one flag, right? How was the call on that? Was it holding pass interference? I didn't see that. I don't remember. That might have been one of the plays where I was running back from grabbing a snack that I missed, but it is preseason for that too. You know, we're not in form. We, uh, you know, the ability to estimate how long a commercial break is going to be. So you know how much time you have to go to the bathroom, grab another snack, grab another beer, just knowing how much you can get within one commercial break. It was definitely preseason for that too. I came back late from a bunch of breaks. So, uh, you know, need to get in shape a little bit, but you know, we're going to clean it up. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think they played pretty well. Also, I think bail inspector, as I mentioned, a, maybe two months ago was seeking revenge on the Buffalo bills embedded video series for not mentioning him, but talking about all the other draft picks and that video short, um, coming up being the second leading tackler for the team. And the box score is pretty cool, obviously. And then Terrell Bernard, I think also, I mean, Granted, if that's if that's all we see of him for the rest of the preseason, I'm still pretty pretty high on the fella. So Pat, your guy, did you see any Raheem Blackshear highlights? Because you called it. Yes. You're like, yeah, you're I, like, I expect a big game from this guy. And lo and behold, he's an ex Christian Wade for Bills Mafia. So that was a nice pick. Well, I mean, Pat. That was a nice call. I mean, statistically, I mean, he had two TDs. I'm not gonna, you know what I mean, but. <laughs> What did he have here? It's 1.8 yards per carry, six carries for 11 yards. He didn't need he didn't need to get that much. He just needed to get through the end zone. But a funny fact about Raheem Blackshear is that he is a rookie at 23 years old, Virginia Tech alumni. Meanwhile, Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds also <laughs> went to Virginia Tech and is going into his fifth year in the NFL, which is pretty interesting. And he's also 20, guys that, he's also 23 years old, right? He's he's 24. 24. Okay, sorry. Just that a couple of months could separate a guy who is a rookie and a guy who's a five-year vet is like just mind-blowing And that they went to yeah. the same school. Yeah, that's crazy. Let's see who else. Did you guys catch any... Did you see that Isaiah Hodgins highlight? Of yeah. Him? Uh, I tell you, so before we talk about Isaiah Hodgins, Matt Barkley has to be the master of the one-step floater. Like he's Matt good. Barkley's deep ball is like 20 yards downfield, right? But just the one step drop and the floater to the outside, he completed two of those. And like any good game that Matt Barkley has ever had, he's completed like one or two of those at least. You know, the Jets game when he came in in the Broncos game, I think. I don't remember, but yeah, he, he's got some nice touch on that. But Isaiah Hodgins with a diving grab, um, he flashed a little bit. You know, I think he had a drop at another point, which was probably the only negative play that he had all night, but he's making a case for him to be on the roster. And it's, it's really coming down to special teams between him and Jay Kumaro, I think. And well, I mean, Kumaro did have, he, I mean, granted, I'm, I'm not going to say I could, you know, catch the rock and fall innocently to the turf without the thing popping out and someone, you know, running the wrong way with it. But, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'd, I'd like to see Isaiah Hodgins, you know, make the 53 man roster. I think that it's also interesting. I mean, you guys have, you know, whatever, we all have our favorites, but it's interesting. You'd have someone like Jaquan Johnson, or you could have someone like Isaiah Hodgins where they're just waiting in the wings and they're 
completely okay with being on the practice squad coming back up, you know, and that's, that's a testament, I guess, to the culture that we have here. And the fact that he's still okay with the possibility of, you know, potentially not making that final cut, but still playing the way he is. I mean, that's, that's just a testament to the culture in Buffalo, I think. So hopefully he's waited long enough and he's had these BS injuries that have really hindered him, especially early in the season training camp time. So I'm rooting for him for sure. It's funny because he just has made no noise the last two preseasons with Gabe Davis totally stealing the show from their draft class. The other thought that I had about this is that Kumaro had zero special team snaps in the preseason game, but uh, Hodgins had six. So I think if they could get that sort of wide receiver play, if the wide receiver plays a wash and it's the same and Kumaro is like the special teams ace, but uh, this guy can show Hodgins can show something on special teams and they can just say we can replace Kumaro because we don't need him. We had somebody who's a little bit better receiving. Like, wouldn't you rather take that? Wouldn't you rather have somebody who's a little bit better on the offensive end than like a little bit on special teams, especially considering you might not even need a gunner anymore. Like we might not need gunners <laughs> at all. So wouldn't you just rather want to have, what are you going to put them out there for touchbacks? You're going to keep a player because we're going to kick five touchbacks a game and then just not never play him or this rookie that we drafted uh, that does show some wide receiver upside. I don't know. That's a good uh, debate to have. I'll be honest with you. I, I got to do the math on this because I, I haven't kind of constructed my my roster yet or anything like that. Um, but I would love to see them keep seven receivers and not carry four running backs and not have Taiwan Jones. Um, I mean, I like Taiwan Jones. I don't ever want to wish for a player to get cut. But as far as the way that that position is being used, you know, that's it's <laughs> using a roster spot for a pure special teamer is something, you know, yeah. and granted, he is a really good gunner. And, you know, you talk about being able to uh, maybe take a step back from the gunner position for, you know, a second and, you know, they don't have, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think that if they kept seven receivers, you'd be able to keep Kumro and Hodgins theoretically. And this is also not factoring in Tavon Austin into the mix. Um, as far as that aspect, but I think he's gone though too. I think Austin's probably gone. I, I would, I would think so. Um, but anyway, most of our now players, that cut. other rookie though, too, Khalil Shakur had a good game. Khalil Shakur, that, is, other, is, that is, other fellow who's adjusting very well to playing on a green field from playing on a blue field, <laughs> collegiately speaking, five for but, five um, for 95. That he's making the team. He yeah. is. Oh, he's going mean, to, he, he might, might play. He might be the, he might be the fourth receiver on the depth chart. Yeah. You know, like he might be ahead of Jameson Crowder. No, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I think anybody, I think Crowder's going to, it's his. I, I really do. He's a, no matter how his game went last week, Crowder is, I just, I, I have had him in fantasy football so much that I know I've followed Crowder way closer than I ever, I was going to say that. that I ever would want to have. And I think he's a, he's a professional. He's going to come out and he's going to impact this offense. People are, don't under estimate or sleep on Crowder. He's going to be out there. He's going to play, but Beasley had a hundred targets and so did, uh, what Sanders had what 70 targets. So that's 170. So money. Yeah. So so. split between four or five guys. So, uh, they will get involved and you're right about the running backs too, though, because we don't need Johnson anymore. We don't need Taekwon Jones. We don't need, we need Moss, Singletary and cooks carry those three. And then yeah. put a guy the running on the back room. Spot. The running back room is interesting too because you might have more than you need 
at that position. I mean, we've always just kind of said like, okay, Juke Johnson might be the odd man out because if you rank them, you know, your best running back right now overall is probably Devin Singletary. James Cook is obviously probably going to get the second most snaps out of those two. Then you're looking at Zach Moss, who looked really good in the preseason game, which is, you know, it's a preseason game, so take it for what it's worth. But also just kind of, you know, he was nursing an ankle injury all of last year which might have been why he lost some snaps down the stretch, not because they didn't believe in him. Um, so Zach Moss could be a guy that, you know, is a value. You know, he's like the TJ Yeldon guy where they only dress him if somebody's injured yeah. kind of thing, like third running back. But fourth guy, you know, I don't know if they're going to carry four running backs. If if it's those four and it's not Taiwan Jones, they probably won't carry four. They'll carry three and then use the position elsewhere, whereas they'll probably carry four if they have Taiwan Jones on the team. Um, but yeah, and then that's not even including Reggie Gilliam as the fullback slash tight end that'll probably take up a roster spot as well. But do you guys think that there's any possibility that they try to trade any of those guys? Sixth or seventh round pick at the end of training camp, kind of like they did with Daryl Johnson last year? I mean, they didn't trade Daryl until what? Like after the second or third preseason game though, right? Yeah, it was like, pretty late. It was pretty um, late. Because my other take on that is that sure, someone can be great in special teams play, but like, unless you're a Matthew Slater or Steve Tasker, really, I wouldn't say that you can bank on being brought back in that spot every year. And it's just not fair to, you know, I guess other skill position players. But well, yeah, and it's not about being fair. It's just about, you know, how you want to construct your roster in the best possible way and then be ready for the most, you know, you know, getting the most use out of every single roster spot, yeah, even yeah, on I the guess back end of the I, roster. I would rephrase it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I, uh, I liked what I saw. Um, as far as disappointments, <laughs> we all saw Case Keenum, you know, throw a couple of picks, do a couple of silly things. I, I think there is a lot of talk out there about, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just make Matt Barkley the, the second quarterback? And I think that's still a little bit premature at this point. You Case know, Keenum's Case, a baller, man. I man, don't sleep on him either. He's made it to the NFC Championship game, and he had yeah. every single collegiate passing record at one time. So, and how he's already got Steph Diggs chemistry. Like, yeah. he's a, they already had a thousand yard receiver together. There's no way Matt Barkley is here to be the second quarterback. He's there to play ping pong, put a headset on, play the practice squad, and hype up the fans. Well, I feel like and watch his money drop when he looks at his. Well, I feel like portfolio. that third quarterback position, though. Also, <laughs> I mean, you look at someone like Davis Webb, and I felt like last year, you know, Barkley's a little bit more um, of that mentor role. And also someone that's going to oh, go yeah, over film sure. with Josh. He doesn't even necessarily have to suit up, really. It's just more so, I think, like the preparation piece. No, it's, clip, it's clipboard. It's clipboard. As QB. where like Case yeah. Keenum really does have to be on his toes. In sports. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be ready to go at, at any given time. But yeah. Also, you know, for what it's worth, you know, if anyone wants to say that Barkley played a lot better than Keenum. Keenum was going up against mostly Indianapolis starters for most of the first half. If you guys saw, I don't know, there was a pretty cool graphic circulating around Twitter that the Colts played most of their starters for most of the first half on offense and defense, and the Bills played none of their starters. It was all second stringers. So, you know, the fact that they, A, won the game is like, you know, it's a deep team. We knew that, you know, going in, but Case Keenum probably, uh, Probably not a little bit of a thumbs down in that game. You know what else? Another, sorry, go ahead. Yep. 
I guess this, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, your disappointing statement, but I, one, <laughs> one more positive, man, is it's the ninth win in a row. It is. We didn't talk about yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, so, uh, you guys worried about, you know, Baltimore dropping their streak and then, uh, you know, we're sitting here at, you know, maybe after this season, what would it be? 11, 11, 11 straight preseason wins. And we're, you know, we're like, we're coming for their preseason record. Four years from now in the new stadium, we'd break it. <laughs> Right. First right. year in the new so, stadium, break the preseason win record. That'd be cool. We've got that to look forward to. Yeah. So, so anyways, anyways, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. It was, it was nice. I, uh, I, I won, uh, <laughs> I put $20 down on the bills to win 140. So nice. It's a, it a good betting, a degenerate betting on preseason football. How did, what, where did you do this on? Cause I couldn't find the line. Uh, bet MGM. Okay. That's the one. I think that one's still illegal in New York. Interesting. But, which stinks too, because I had a great um, idea for Brando's bets as soon as we brought it, brought it back. Yeah. Um, because uh, the the Bills over win total on over under. I don't know if you've seen this. It's eleven and a half wins. Yeah. Which is pretty low considering they won eleven games last year and dropped all the close ones. So yeah. anyway, it's negative one thirty to win. You know, over eleven and a half games, and so. Yeah. Uh, you, I got an alternate line at 10 games also. Yeah. Have you, so have I you ever, I don't want to get too off topic here, but have you ever done a ladder before? No, I've not. So a ladder is where, you know, so you bet MGM has these win totals laid out, not like any of the other ones have. So you can bet, you know, over 8.5 and it's terrible odds, but you can bet over 11.5, 12.5, 13.5, all the way up till over 15 and a half games. And obviously the odds increase drastically as you do that. So you take your main bet at the middle part. So say you want to, you know, bet 10 bucks on them to go over 11 and a half games. Then you just like start decreasing the amount, but bet more over. So it's like if they win over 11.5, the way you set it up with the math is that you break even as soon as they do 11.5. But the more wins yeah. they get, the more money you win. So that's true. It, I see it's, what you're it's saying. It's like a cool way to like mitigate risk while also having a huge yeah. upside. Cool. But I like that. Anyway, we'll talk I was, about I that. I thought you were going to say bets. ladders as in like you tier, like, okay, we got bills to win the most games, pick three teams, most middle least. Cause I, there's a sports book that lets you do that too. Oh, that's cool. Uh, one of the offshores ones, it's like three teams, bills, 11 and a half Steelers, eight and a half, uh, dolphins seven or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. But anyways, we'll get into a betting episode another time, a little closer to the season. So yes, yes, excited to onboard DraftKings once again this year. So uh, yes, we will have lots of Brando's bets for you degenerates out there, just like us. So cool. Uh, the only other arrow down that I had um, was OJ Howard. Yeah, um, he didn't he didn't play till the very end. I heard till like you know two minutes left in the entire game or whatever. He was um, playing at the end. I think I, I saw him early on in the game. He played some snaps early on as well. Um, but definitely was, was still in there at the end, which is, that's actually telling you really don't want to see anybody who's guaranteed lock for the team playing in the last two minutes of a preseason is game. Is he a guaranteed lock? That's what I'm saying is like ah, by him, oh. by him playing in the last two minutes of the game might imply that they're still looking for something more from him. And so I don't know if, I don't know if you guys saw him at all at training camp. I heard for the most part that he didn't have like a, very great training camp um you know nothing like to be too worried about but still just new the offense obviously but we'll see he could be a surprise cut candidate 
Uh, I wouldn't bank on it. I say the chances are still low, pretty low of that. Um, but maybe we need to pump the brakes a little bit on getting so hyped up about 11 personnel all the time. So the one thing that we have seen from Ken Dorsey is that, you know, we're seeing lots of different personnel combinations, you know, 12 personnel, 21 personnel, and then on top of, you know, all this other stuff that we've, we've come to know, you know, through this offense. But I think again, once again, this year, I think their strength is going to be the wide receivers is it'll be great to roll two tight ends out there, but you know, with the way that Khalil Shakur has flashed, with the way Isaiah McKenzie has flashed, and then obviously Diggs and Davis, like, I think they might go four wide quite a bit again, even even though that was like the downfall of the Steelers game. But anyway, I don't want to go too, on too long about OJ Howard. Do you guys, did you guys have anything to add to that? It was just strange to see Nick Foles out there too. Just want to say, watch the end of the yeah. game highlights, yeah. and I'm like, yo, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles out here, like multiple drives in the second half of a preseason game, like, but <laughs> with his coach too, Frank Reich. Yeah. I like that they brought that back together. But, yeah, uh, I don't know if we talked much about more Odell. I've been hammering the table about it, but Von Miller's been super active, right? Trying to get him back here, and like you said, if OJ Howard's not panning out, one injury away. Add the firepower, right? Go get him. Go get him. Yeah. We, 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 we could do a whole episode about Odell, honestly. Like, I think it makes sense midseason. I mean, we've talked about it before, but yeah. it would be Let's exciting. But anyway, so it's the 100th episode. We got some shit to give away. So uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to do that. We'll be right back. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. So thank you to everybody who retweeted our tweet and followed us on Twitter. So many. There's a lot. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. We had, what, 12 people enter the ticket giveaway? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that's tickets right. to that's the right. game, that's right? right? There's like 12 or 13. Yeah. Something like that. And then uh, I guess yeah. if you make it easy, it'd like, you know, for the ticket thing, yeah. people had to send us their email and all this other that's stuff. True. So That's true. Yeah. We live and learn. All right. So I've got the retweets here. Obviously, there was enough that I didn't have enough time to import this into a spreadsheet and do anything like that. So... We're going to open up the retweets here. I'm going to close my eyes and scroll back and forth a bunch of times and land my finger on some people. That sounded bad. 
Anyway. Random generator. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. <laughs> All right, here we go. So this is how it'll go. If we call your name, I mean, we'll probably DM you tomorrow at some point. We'll DM you from the Not Another Buffalo podcast account, and then we'll send you a list of items, and then you'll be able to pick one, tell us your size, and then we'll mail it to you. So scroll, scroll. All right, first winner is Edge at Acmo. Oh, my God. I'm going to murder all these people's handles. <laughs> okay, it's at Acmo Hawk Nation. Cool. That is winner number one. All right, I got to screenshot these so I remember. All right, winner number two. Drum roll, please. <laughs> is Tiff at Ruby T with a bunch of E's. Cool. Winner number three. <laughs> is Real Pat Calf. We got to go again. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I want to have. Pat, I'll send you something. I'll send you something. No, that's okay. That's funny. All right. Oh, that was the Buffalo Rumblings account. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Phil Miller at Hawkman8260. Another hawk. Another hawk. <laughs> cool. All right, how many is that? Is that three? That's three. All right, yeah. number four, JMAD76 at JMAD761. That one was easy to read. Cool. Real Pat Cap again. <laughs> Pat's <guy>. one twice. <laughs> All right, is this number five? Yeah. Two more. All right. This is Josh at Josh two one four nine two four eight eight. Josh created his Twitter account on a desktop. Right on desktop life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last winner. Drum roll, please. Bum 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 bum. Is Pat? Not our Pat. This is at Patrick. <laughs> at Patrick Nowak. Cool. Very cool. This person has Go Hawks in their bio, so... What's up with the Hawks? I don't know. Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me. Tweeted us. Tell me what the Hawks are. Maybe these are all like Seahawks fans that are trolling us. Anyway, so How if you heard your name, be? check your Twitter DMs. <laughs> Uh, it might be under message requests if it doesn't go through or anything like that. I hate I hate how Twitter doesn't notify you of that stuff because I've missed plenty of DMs from people like like six months later. I'll check my message requests and somebody reached out and I missed it. So sorry if you're one of those people. I apologize. But those are our winners. Congrats. Uh, cool. We'll ship you some stuff. Uh, we got lots of options. We got t-shirts, beanies. Um, do we have golf balls? Golf balls. Golf balls? Yeah. Yes, we have golf yeah. balls. Are we giving away a full pack of golf balls? Are are a sleeve. Gonna... A full sleeve a of sleeve. golf balls. A sleeve. Okay, cool. That's a good... That's a good... Those are expensive. Yeah. We're going to say we'll send you a sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. You know, we've made it through 100 episodes. I think each of us has been on probably 97, 98 episodes. I was just talking about this yesterday. I was like, between the three of us for one full year, only missing two or three each. Yeah. No, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. And that was <laughs> that was really only in the last month. And that was pretty much July, which is, yeah. you know. Well, I, do you remember I slept through one last summer? I remember sleeping through one. 
Oh, that's right. Did we end up doing? Were you Pat and I? I don't even remember. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, but I remember waking up and being like, "Oh my god!" Like it's midnight. John called me nineteen times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I haven't had one of those in a while, so that's all good. It's all good. But yeah, hundred episodes, we did it, and that's only in a year. So we'll see you back here next year for episode two hundred. But that'd be cool. Yeah. Do we got some? Thanks uh, for listening. Do we have some this, trivia? I just Oops, we do have trivia. I just want to say something real quick too. Uh, the show has been really cool to be able to run into people that listen that know Buffalo Rumblings out and about. Everybody has been super nice, except for the one negative review uh, that Pat <laughs> And would you like me Twitter. to project my voice? I am projecting it now. Thank you very much, sir. I was Tevi in my school's production of Fiddler on the Roof. I will speak very assertively now. So thank you, assertive friends and coworkers. I'm glad that you can be so positive, Brandon. Yes, thank you, Pat. Uh, that's hilarious. So funny. But I also thought it was funny that he listened enough to point out things from multiple episodes, multiple times. Like he tunes in to not another Buffalo podcast regularly to on us. So thank you for that. But no, in all seriousness, like I heard our episode on the plane ride to Kansas City. Somebody was listening to our show, some random person and meeting people in training camp that, you know, they heard our show and just uh, random people be like stumbling upon our show organically like wait a minute i know these guys like that's cool uh everybody's bills mafia is the best right training camp tickets you know meeting and following new people on social media it's been great it's fun and i look forward to another year of that yeah yeah it's been great it's been great hanging out with you guys twice a week it's like you know we don't yeah that too like that we don't too. have no, to it's, to it's just, it's, just it's just on the calendar you know you don't have to schedule it it's it takes effort to like keep up with your friends after 25 and like most people just get lazy, but now we, uh, you know, we just created a podcast. So I, uh, no, I was thinking about that today too. It's good to uh, have you guys regularly in my life again. I missed that. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> I saw, I actually just saw something on Twitter today. It's like men created golf so they could take walks together and they created podcasts so they could finally have deep conversations with each other. <laughs> I saw that. Like yeah. you're not wrong. You're hey, not Pat wrong. knows Pat walks are the best. Yes. You know this yes. Walks on yes. the pier. Walks. Well, Yes. <laughs> you gotta cut it out. You gotta cut it out of the episode. But- <laughs> oh, that's good. But uh, um, anyways, I have trivia. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so we were talking about rookie wide receiver uh, Khalil Shakir about the impact that he could have on the team this year, and that got me thinking about rookie wide receivers as a whole. Isaiah Hodgins isn't a rookie; two years in their system, but he's never really played. Isaiah McKenzie, not a real rookie, but never really played a full snap count. So I wanted to see the most rookie receiving yards record in a season because it's rare for players to step in and kind of be game breakers well, from the it, wide receiver wasn't position. Wasn't it set last year? Well, that is the thing. I have six. The top six wide receivers to have the most yards in their first season in the NFL. Ready, set, go. Justin right, Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson, Randy, 2020 Minnesota Vikings, 1,400 yards. Randy Moss, Jamar Chase. Okay, hang on. Justin Jefferson was third. Randy Moss is fifth in 1998 with 1,300 yards. Jamar Chase, too. Pat said that. I was thinking that, too. Jamar Chase, 2021 with Cincy in 17 games, uh, had 1,455 
with 81 receptions, which is interesting because Justin Jefferson only had 55 yards less, but he did it in 16 games. The tip for the first one, which you will not get probably, is it was done in 14 games. And then uh, it's not the Jerry sixth Rice, one was done in 12 due to injury, but not due to games in the schedule. So you have the first one, the fourth one, and the sixth one left. Was it? Is it Jerry Rice that's on this list? Nope, Jerry Rice is not. What about like Steve Largent, maybe? Steve Largent is not on here. You said it's a 14-game guy and a 16-game guy. Yep. A 14-game guy, a 16-game guy, and a 12-game guy, but the 12 games occurred in a 16-game season. He was just injured for four games. Josh Gordon? Like a... No. Josh Gordon's not Josh on this Gordon list. Josh Gordon is not. He's not on this list. Uh, T.O.? Josh Gordon broke out in his second game. T.O. is not on this list. Interesting fact tied for, let me see, one, two. In 24th place is Calvin Benjamin with 1,008 yards. What about Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson is not on this list. Really? Um, yes. Oh, goodness. If I gave you the teams, yeah. it would give it away for two of the three of them, the two recent ones. The third one. I don't know if you would know this player anyways, which is interesting that this happened so long ago that it's this many yards that long ago. Hmm. So we're talking about thousand yard receivers as rookies. Correct. Did Sammy Watkins have a thousand yards receiving as a rookie? He did not. No. This isn't a uh, Lee Evans thing, right? No, no Buffalo Bills on this list. Okay. Okay. Looks like Sammy was at 782 as a rookie. What a bummer. Um, it's because he had like EJ Manuel. Yeah, what about... Hold on. I think I know who it might be. Is this guy playing the Eagles? Nope. No. This player has been talked about on the show twice before, and this other player has been talked about regularly on the show. Ed McCaffrey. And the first... <laughs> <laughs> I was like to throw him out there. <laughs> This is tough. This is tough. I'll give you the year. Uh, the sixth place was done in 2014. The fourth place was done in 2003. And the first place was done in 1960. Antonio Brown? Nope. Heinz Ward? 2014. Nope. Rookie wide receivers. Is it Chad Johnson slash TJ Husmanjada? Nope. 2003 who was balling tf out it's not antonio gates i'm trying to think of some guys that oh three would oh goodness goodness gracious rookies who had so you said it's 2014 all right i do i do have this this player that said it in 2003 did have a stint with the bills he retired in 2017. Oh, is it Anquan Bolden? Correct. Okay. Oh, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. That's is it Ravens Anquan Bolden, or is it uh, Arizona? Okay. Interesting. With uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Is that is that 2003? Yeah. Correct. Wow, he was he there. He was there for a yards in 16 games. Yeah, he was. I remember he used he played with a broken jaw. Interesting. Um. All right, you have sixth place and first place left. So first place. As a rookie, got in it. 1960. Oh boy, 
There's no way. I'm not gonna get this one. His first name is the name of our favorite football team. Bill. Bill. His last name. Bill Butlicker. It's like Bill, uh, Bill Casper. Bill Groman. Uh, he had 1,400 yards in 12 games. God, Bill, for the Houston what are you doing? Oilers. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll have what he's drinking. Um, so 2000, <laughs> 2014, um, oh, goodness. Took the league by storm. Demarius Thomas? Nope. Same draft class from EJ Manuel. This player was drafted in the first round after Sammy Watkins. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Uh, 2014 draft is the same draft as Sammy Watkins. Um they got they the Bills drafted Sammy Watkins to boost EJ Manuel's career, but this wide receiver was taken later. But the team that took him did not move up to get him, and the Bills could have had this player if they stayed put in this draft. Who has ultimately been a better player than Sammy Watkins? Mm. See, this is interesting. I know the answer. I bet you this. people are yelling at their oh they oh they definitely are right because now. I should yeah. know this. Is he it, was on um, a Madden cover. It's not like Mike Evans or something, is it? No. Wait, hold um, on. It's got to be Mike Evans, dude. He's definitely no, in that draft. It's not him, though. It's not. God, let me. Uh, Mike Evans I if I tell you his college, you'll know. Yeah, tell me the college. LSU. OBJ. OBJ. 1,400 yards. Or uh, 1,300 yards in 12 games yeah. with the Giants. 105 Wait, yards Is Jarvis game. Landry's same draft class as well? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, OBJ, though. Interesting. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. I guess I was thinking OBJ has played in the league longer than that, 2014. So it's interesting with you when you look at uh, the Buffalo Bills yardage totals. This could be another good trivia. Could you guess? Oh, we already did talk about that. I'll tell you. Uh, in 2014, Sammy Watkins... In 16 games played, it says on here he had 982 game, 982 yards, 65 receptions, uh, six TDs, and he has the rookie receiving record. And second place is Lee Evans in 04 with 843 yards and nine touchdowns. And then it's like Jerry Butler from 79, Glenn Bass from 61, and Albert Dubinton from 1960. Doobie. Getting into class. Andre Reid is a rookie. 16 games played, 637 yards. So, interesting stuff. Well, it'll be cool when Khalil Shakir is number six on this list. <laughs> right. We'll talk about it next year. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, if, if you have a very, there. very, 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 very deep fantasy league, then, uh, you know, might be a good option. But Or Dynasty, too. Yeah. You, you, Dynasty. For sure. All right, boys. Well, I think that's going to put a cap on number 100. Uh, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. We're excited for that. When, when's the next preseason game? Is it Saturday? Saturday versus the Broncos, right? Broncos, a kids, kids day. day. Bring your yep. kids. Yep. Yep. So uh, hopefully Josh uh, stays on the bench for the entire preseason. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but well, yes, why was he, he? He's just like he always has the shoulder pads on, which kills me. It's just like he to wants be part to of be the out team. there so bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the equipment manager who just doesn't understand the fact that he will never see the field i mean obviously he's the complete opposite of that but (laughs) that's funny all right well we're looking forward to it but uh until then go bills go bills go bills
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.